coming up. You guys asked us to eat at Bob Marley, a tribute to freedom. So we took the plunge and we did it. Just joking. Well, we did eat there, but you didn't ask us to go eat there. We just chose to do that on our own. From the Bob Marley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 117 of the Disemployed Universal Edition. This is episode 117 of the Disemployed Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, as always, Mr. Craig Williams. And today I am joined alongside by my good friend, Mr. Rhino. Hello, Clavin. Sorry, hello. You you spoke too soon. Well, I, I you know I always wanted it to be just Rhino. Whoa! <laughs> Get that mouse out of here. That that was our mistake. That was our mistake there. So thank you for joining us today, Mister Rhino. Us? Are I you? He's got a schizophrenia. No, thing it's a, yeah, no, it's just me, myself, and I. Um, oh. I was watching a lot of me, myself, and Irene earlier. Really so into that Charlie. Was, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a I can't remember his last name in that movie, but and they, Charlie Bucket. We'll go with that. That's not yeah, from anything feels else. Different, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's enough unnecessary witty banter to start off this show. So why don't we talk about what's happening this week in the world of Universal Orlando? Thank you for cleaning that stuff up. We probably should have looked at what our environment looked like, but you're not cleaning up the junior mints. The junior mints. You can't help but have a junior mint. You can't. So Wow, what a jam-packed episode we have coming at you this week. Uh, as you already heard me say earlier, um, of course, we will have our full review of Bob Marley, A Tribute to Freedom. Uh, you will hear us refer to it at times as Bob Marley's and other such things, but it is a Bob Marley, A Tribute to Freedom. And the review was genuinely shocking. I was not expecting to leave yeah. uh, leave the way we did, but... I'm also very not going to give you the verb. Wait, that's wrong. I need to go back to school. I'm not going to tell you how I felt about it now because we actually do have a little bit extra to talk about before we get there. Some news items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Yes. Um, you know, one of it actually, one of the news, I, that, one of the news items that we are going to talk about actually has an impact on uh, people traveling to Universal Orlando. The other doesn't necessarily in a way, but it does if you really think about it. So why don't we kick it off and start with the big somewhat breaking news and then and that happened a couple of days ago but we're pre-recording the show because rhino is not in state um so this just was really talked about this morning and that is that comcast is making the push the final push to take full control over universal studios japan i'm actually there right now you're, you're, no, I'm not, I'm not, I, I'm not. I could have swore you were in California yeah, but yeah. you know what they say now California Japan what's the California difference? today Japan tomorrow that's the saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the saying. So who owned this park before? Okay. So it was actually um, – So one of the ha- government-invested parks? 
it wasn't a government invested park, but it was one where a lot of different people had stakes in it. Um, I, I apologize. I am still looking at all the full information uh, on it. I know it's somewhere in here, so um, I'm just doing a very bad job of looking. Oh, yep, a group of private companies, a joint venture between Osaka and a group of private companies and NBC Universal. Those are the ones who did that. Thank you for pointing it out, Rhino. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. a gentleman and a scholar. Um, so, yes, Comcast is looking to take full ownership now. Uh, just very recently, uh, they actually paid $1.5 billion for a 51% stake in Universal Studios Japan. That was back in 2015. And so, uh, you know, once they had stake, that was great, um, you know, having that 51%. But now they are looking to have all of it. And the cost to get the final remaining 49% stake in Universal Studios Japan is a whopping galloping 2.3 billion dollars. Oh goodness. I know. Doc- That's enough to build a whole brand new theme park. Dr. Evil is like quaking in his boots <laughs> right now. Do that again. Ooh. <laughs> One billion dollars. Fantastic. Um, well, I do have on my resume uh, excels in Mike Myers imitation so <laughs> yeah it's part of why the reason why i got this job good it good. is not oh. uh but yeah this is that's crazy amount of money and why do you think what do you think the reason behind this is um well let's just be honest uh asia specifically japan and we'll even say china throw in think about how popular movies are especially we'll focus solely on china i get it japan and china not the same thing but just uh, let's look at this as a picture of Asia in general with like China making Fast and Furious, the mm-hmm. box office juggernaut that it was globally. Yeah. Um, you you have to think about it. U- Universal has a huge audience in terms of their movies and Universal Studios literally takes these movies and it puts guests into them. It, it makes the immersive experiences out of them. Why would they not want to take advantage of one of their biggest markets, if not their biggest market in general. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense to me. They just opened up uh, a couple of years ago, uh, back in 2014. That's when the Wizarding World of Harry Potter opened up in Universal Studios Japan. Uh, in the, the future, cool in the future, uh, the Minion Park is coming. That's uh, going to be the largest. Uh, its whole park. It's or like a big section of the park. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a themed it's an area of the park. Okay. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Think uh, whatever super silly land, but on a much more uh, a much bigger scale yeah. than what it is uh, over at Universal Studios Hollywood. So they are they are still doing a lot in the park to do that. But they you know if they can find the perfect balance of integrating uh, their hit movies that they have in the Asian market as well as uh, you know put that into the theme park, then they are going to do amazing things. And then this benefits us as guests and at you know the domestic parks because the more money they can take in overseas, obviously they're going to continue to reinvest it in that park as well as our parks too. Oh yeah. And um I mean, and that's all their money comes from the original investment in the park in Orlando, doesn't it? I, I mean, that was I mean, the big boom of it, wasn't it? Like the yeah. Harry Potter stuff? Yeah, obviously Comcast has very deep pockets in many, in many, many fashions. Oh, yes, but uh, the, more, the more money that the theme parks make, the more it justifies extra spending. So if they're bringing in all this money and they're the sole people who inherit the money 
from Universal Studios Japan, uh, then that's even more, and that justifies spending even more on the theme parks, and that is just very, very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, the potential is out there, and I think this is this is a really, really uh, smart move on their part, and uh, we will gladly welcome Universal Studios Japan into the... 100% owned by Universal. Just another contest. reason why we need to go out there. I know, I know. It's The world wants us in Japan. The world does want us in Japan. Unfortunately, other people don't. <laughs> I don't know. We just we don't we don't really try. We probably could ask Pete and give a convincing argument on to why we need to go to Japan. It's just if we failed at it, then we'd have to explain why we wasted all that money going to Japan, and that I do not want to do. Uh, Something that we are gladly, though, able to waste our money on, not overseas, but just at home, is Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, yes. Yes, and uh, very exciting. Last week... you know, I believe it was actually, uh, I think it ended up happening sometime after the show. It might have even been before the show started, but we got the actual dates for Halloween Horror Nights 2017. Very exciting amount of time yeah. this year. Yeah, a, a lot of time, actually. In fact, I did the math. Did you do the math of how many nights it's going to run? I'm trying to do it really quickly. Yeah, I am. I'm yeah. trying to count <laughs> the little thing I could say. 50 something no you are way off um but 34 nights the halloween horror nights this year uh more than last year of course um and it basically will be running september 15th uh through november 4th of course on select nights uh basically in that time period every friday and saturday night um uh, every Sunday night as well. Uh, there's one, two, three, four, five Thursdays in there and four Wednesdays. Uh, and, of course, Monday and Tuesday, the only time that is happening is on the 30th as well as the 31st. Wow, that's crazy. So, the whole month of October, you basically have Halloween Horror Nights every night of the week except for two nights. Yeah. Two nights a week. Every You know, it's like two days off. That's a, Well, that's how it always is. Yeah. And that's because, you know, you can't. You know, with how hours work out, you can't work more than five days a week, and that paying a massive that's, amount of overtime. I guess that is that's a really good point. Yeah, because that, that's they bring on a lot of seasonal help for a lot of characters and stuff like that that don't normally work there. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and then it also gives them a chance to still work other jobs because a lot of them do just come on seasonally uh, because they have other work, but they really enjoy the scare season. So I'm very, very excited for this. Right now, there's actually two different uh, tickets available to purchase if you are interested in booking your tickets ahead of time. Um, A little bit weird. I don't remember them releasing tickets like this in the past, but then again, I don't. I, you know, as an expert, I should know this stuff, but as a Florida resident and a person who goes very often and as a person who, you know, up until they were no longer a team member, didn't even have to worry about admission for it. Uh, I, I don't have the exact information. I'm just looking back at past articles trying to figure it out. But this year, uh, right now, you can purchase the flex tickets. There's two different flex tickets. There's one that is a Sunday through Friday flex ticket, and that costs sixty nine ninety nine plus tax. And basically, with that, you experience one night of HHN on any Sunday through Friday event date. And then there is a Sunday through Saturday flex ticket for eighty ninety nine plus tax uh, that you will get to experience one night of HHN on any Sunday through Saturday event date. 
So those are available to you. Um, I guess if you're not going to go on a Saturday night, don't buy that flex ticket. But I guess it's also there like, hey, well, you know, I I might go on a Saturday, but I might change my mind. So the option's open. Uh, You don't have to, you know, you're not locking in on that one day. So I guess that is the nice part of this ticket. And, um you know, going for sixty nine ninety nine plus tax on a Friday night for a one time only thing that doesn't sound like that bad of a deal. I know there's ways to get uh, cheaper prices, especially like if you're a Florida resident and such, but uh, really not that bad. And there is also the vacation package that is available, and I will go over all this. I apologize that I'm just reading a book on it, but. That is life. You can skip ahead if you don't care. Um, So the vacation package includes your on-site hotel accommodations, park-to-park daytime admission to theme parks, admission to HHN, and more from only $225 per adult per night, tax-inclusive. This offer is valid for bookings now through November 1st. 2017 for travel, September 15th, 2017 through November 4th, 2017. It includes three night hotel accommodations, two park, the two park, three day park to park pass. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. that is a mouthful. Then that includes only Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure. Uh, one night admission to Halloween Horror Nights, only good for that Sunday to Friday time period, no Saturdays. Early park admission and select access to live entertainment venues at City Walk Party Pass. That's what it means. And uh, if you, for a limited time, if you book through April 19th, that's your last day to do it, you can upgrade to a three park park to park ticket, which will give you that access to Volcano Bay. And that upgrade is free, but you have to do it by April 19th if you're interested in that offer. And I said 225. Uh, per adult per night that starts with cabana bay for sapphire falls it is 255 dollars per adult per night uh for royal pacific 309 dollars per adult per night but then you're in the level where you get expressed to mm-hmm. for those days you're in the park uh 339 dollars per adult per night for hard rock hotel and then 345 dollars per adult per night at portofino bay uh so those are all the options um and of course, if you're looking to book any of these things, need help getting tickets, this, that, and the other, of course, we always recommend Dreams Unlimited Travel. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yes. We do I've know who the they good. are. Yeah. Yep. Um, of course, we have a relationship with them. Uh, and yes, so that is what we, we recommend. So I'm excited. Oh, yes. If they do the Frequent Fear Pass this year, I think this is the year I finally invest in it because I just wanted to go more than I did last year. I mean, I went a fair amount last year, but I was still like this year. I just I want to be at my mind at ease and just be able to go whenever I want to go. Yeah, it, it's really nice to be able to walk in, do like three houses, have one drink, and yeah. be like, you know what? It's just it's gonna get busy, yeah. and I don't really want to deal with this, and just take off. And you and know. then you, if you get it, you get friends in town. They're all gonna go on different nights. You know, your friends with team members. They're gonna go on whenever they can go, and you know, so it's kind of like it makes that at ease where maybe you can. You know, if you get the pass, you can plan some fun, fun, yeah, fun no, time. One of the uh, one of my best nights uh, at Halloween Horror Nights this past year was with friends, just going around. Uh, I'm not going to point out their names because uh, 
you know, I don't want them They're not to, that good of friends. No, yeah. they, they're very good friends. <laughs> they, they know they're good friends. They know I try to see them every time they come into town. Uh, we, we had a really good time uh, going around with them, and it, it's just a fun environment to do that. It's, it's always good. You get to see people's true natures at Halloween Horror Nights oh, yes. because usually they're shrieking and crying like little women walking down the street. Little women. There we go. That's that is walking the song. Down the walking down the street. Why, why are we Isn't singing that pretty like that? woman? Pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> woman. Are we writing a new song about uh, Charles Dickens? Little yes. women. Is it Charles Dickens? No, it is. It's not. Is it? I got. I Google. Some it's stuff. Anne of Green Gables. We're real. Oh gosh. Nathaniel Hawthorne? Nathaniel Hawthorne. That's the House that, of Seven Gables. That uh, Wow, well, we are traveling down this rabbit hole of uneducation. It's terrible. Nathaniel Hawthorne is also the Scarlet Letter. I do know that for a yes. fact. So I will give myself a thumbs up on that. It's just Little Women should also be sung to the tune of Pretty Woman. But that has nothing to little do women. That has nothing to do with the songs that we're about to sing. Um, wow, wait. L- Louisa songs, May Alcott. There you go. Louisa May. So, are you ready to start singing songs of redemption? And about good times? Uh, I forget the song. Drive Happy? I'm very confused right now. I thought you were segueing into Bob Marley. Does Bob Marley not I sing was. that, like, be happy? Yes. What's that? Well, that no, it's, no, you're thinking of don't worry, be happy. He yeah. Think, don't worry. About a thing, cause every little thing is gonna be all right. Every little, okay, that's right. Three yeah. little birds. Yeah, okay. sorry. I, I'm I'm a big Bob Marley fan, actually. I really, Don't worry, drive. That's a car commercial. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking of. Like, <laughs> oh, oh goodness, my goodness gracious! I do know Bob Marley songs. I'm sorry. Sometimes my brain misfires. That's all. I well, apologize. This time it is misfiring Shocked by lightning, completely on multiple levels. Yeah. So yes, as we said at the start of the show, uh, we ate at Bob Marley, a tribute to freedom. One of City Walks, and I will now say it: one of City Walks most underrated restaurants a hidden gem for sure yes a hundred percent a hidden gem um it sits right up uh to the right side of red coconut club on kind of the second level of uh universal city walk and then right beside it of course is pat o'brien's and um you know i always thought of bob marley attributed to freedom as more of a, a club than anything. I knew yeah, that they yeah, did yeah. serve food there for uh, a certain level of time during the day, but I always saw it as, you know, this is this is one of the nightclubs. Kind of like when I think of Pat O'Brien's, yes, they have they I think have of the hurricane. The food. Yeah. Yeah, I think but I think of the bar. Or I the think. piano bar. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, basic- well, Bob Marlin's literally in that spot, too, where you, it, it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind thing. Like, you can see the red coconut when you're going in and out of City Walk, but, like, Bob Marley's literally tucked in that area where you just no angle can you see it unless you're up there. Yeah, basically, uh, I mean, the easiest way to stumble upon it is if you were eating at Cowfish and you exit out of, yeah, the, out of the, back. the backside, and it's like, oh, hey, Bob Marley's right there. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's actually it, it really really took us by surprise, um, and it's one of those things we were actually hoping to go eat at Lombard's mm-hmm. in Universal Studios Florida, but it has shortened hours right now because of Universal Mardi Gras. Yeah, we didn't know that, so uh, we were left in a position where 
it was like, okay, well, what do we do? And we're standing outside Pat O'Brien's, and uh, basically I saw a person out there that I didn't really want to interact with. I didn't say it at the time. Oh, I didn't know that. (laughs) It it was one of those things. So I'm like, well, let's go look at the menu for Bob Marley. And so we went over, looked, and obviously Bob Marley, you know, Jamaican icon. Yeah. So almost, almost as famous as the cast of Cool Runnings. Well, almost, yeah, almost, almost. <laughs> I mean, the 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 people the Cool Runnings was based on, not the actual. Cast. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember the thing they say when they launch the sled. It's feel the rhythm, feel the rhythm, feel, feel the, the rhyme. rhyme. Get on up, up. It's, it's bobsled time. time. There it is. Adapted from feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's push cart time. I just watched it this weekend. That's how that? sad my life is. Oh, Sanka starts the movie by do- being a push cart racer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I was going to be like, wow, your knowledge of cool runnings is on point. He just keeps it. He yeah. locks it up in the vault. That's what I do. So, uh, yes, Bob Marley is a Jamaican-themed restaurant, and the menu is very, very heavy Jamaican food, um, which it may be scary to some people. I mean, you, you show up, and you look at it, and you're like, oxtail stew? Yeah. Eli loves that stuff, and he he's always uh, – it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, no, I don't want that because I've seen it. I've seen what oxtail looks like when it comes at the, the deli or the yeah. – um, you know, at the supermarket. And you're just like, uh, I'm from Massachusetts. Yeah. I don't think we eat this part of the animal there. And it's true. <laughs> we, it's because, you know, it's, it's one of those like – do you, I live in a very undaring food area, which actually is in the middle of like a food revolution right now, which is wonderful for visits home. But it's great because I wish I had been introduced to this type of food a lot oh, yeah. sooner in life. So no, I said, give it a chance. You know, it's like the first time I cooked Hop and John for myself, and one of the ingredients was you needed to get ham hocks. I'm like, oh yeah, what? ham hocks is another pretty one to find like, in the store. Oh, what is this? And I bought it and I put it in, and it turned out to be delicious. Yeah, uh, but ham hocks will haunt my nightmares <laughs> when I. When I lived in Cincinnati for a while, uh, a lot of people probably know it. It's a giant grocery store called Jungle Gyms that is like <laughs> exotic. There's animatronics throughout it. What? It is. It is like it. It's one of those things you just have to see and do at some point in your life. Um, but in some of the food sections, you know, it was not. It was not out of the ordinary to walk by, and there was literally a pig's head in oh, the refrigerated oh, section, and it was it was always terrifying. So, yeah. Point being, um, you sometimes know. it looks weird before it's prepared. Yes, but so you know, just go into it, go into everything with an open mind. And say like you have it once, you hate it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Then don't have it again. Like, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So the menu might might look weird at first, and then you walk in, and uh, you know it's it's a little from the outside. It is a perfect representation of Jamaica. Uh, we've been there recently. Um, I don't want to say we're experts on Jamaica. I don't want to say we actually got into the thick of it in Jamaica because uh, those of us who venture outside of the uh, safety zones where cruise uh, yeah, ships I, come I in. I opted not to. Yeah, I, of course, I have to go. You got to yeah. get that. Well, if there's danger, Craig goes there. You got to get that cheaper red stripe that exists <laughs> beyond the walls. Uh, so once you go out, you get, you get a little bit of a taste for um, what the actual architecture is like, what the people are like. And very cool uh, note of fact that I'm reading here on Universal's website is that 
they actually worked alongside with Rita Marley and the oh, Bob wow. Marley Foundation to create a replica of Bob's home on 56 Hope Road in Kingston, Jamaica. And that is that is the look. That's the rest- the, the yeah. for, oh, that's really cool. It is very cool. Uh, it, it I didn't know that before. I just no. assumed it's like. It just had that homey, like, I was like, okay, that's the vibe, I guess. You know, the, I don't know. Just looked like a house, I guess, you know? Exactly. And then once you really venture inside the restaurant, then it gets to be neat because it's a very unique space that yeah. you're in. Um, it is not – it's not a full interior restaurant actually. Um, half of the restaurant on the ground level, there's two floors. Um, the upstairs is only used when it is significantly busy. Uh, so or that, heavy, heavy rain. Yes, or or heavy, heavy rain. Uh, one, of, one of two options there. And that is completely uh, interior seating. But on the main floor, uh, there is half interior seating. Mm-hmm. And that can become fully interior. I believe they said they had flaps that can come down. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So when it rains, if you're sitting on the edge, they pull the, they pull the flaps down. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but a lot of the seating is actually in a giant open air courtyard. And yeah. it is just really, really – it's a really pleasant environment. It's a great way – if you're one of those people who you enjoy sitting outside when uh, you're looking for a place to eat, uh, especially on like one of those perfect Florida days where it's like right around 80, so it's not too terribly hot but not too terribly cold, it's a it's a perfect way to sit outside without yeah. feeling like you're you're really taking a punishment. And yeah, enjoying the weather without the sunburn. Yeah, and – and part of that reason is Bob Marley actually doesn't open up until four o'clock p.m. for uh, it's for dinner service. Um, it's only open through dinner, and so by the time you know in the summer, you might get hit by a little bit of sun in the courtyard. But on uh, a day like the one we went in, uh, either early February or late January, first week of February, because it was first Bob's week. birthday. There you go. Yeah. Um, when we went, you know, by the time we got in, sat down, we were there like right at four two. The sun was already setting to the point that we didn't get hit with anything. We just yeah, got a little really extra. Nice. Yeah, it, it was very very nice. So um, it's open until two a.m. as well too. But after I believe, I think it's nine. Yes, I believe it's nine o'clock. That is when the dinner portion is stopped served. And that's when the entertainment would come out. Do they do, do they do? We might not know this, but do they do like a bar menu? I don't believe they do a bar. So, menu. so it just becomes like a like the club after that. Yes, I believe it becomes fully a club, and it's either nine or ten o'clock. I apologize. I used to have this information, um, and. Universal updated their website to a brand new look and design mm-hmm. since then, and part of that is they dropped off uh, those very important hours. And um, yeah, well, either so, way, either way. So you know, you know, you, you go to your normal dining hours, pretty much. Exactly. You know, it's it's really hard to want to muster up the courage to eat a full meal at ten o'clock. So we're going to say nine. But uh, then until close at two a.m., there is a reggae band <laughs> that you will find nightly, as well as a DJ, and they kind of go back and forth throughout the evening. Um, and then for like the last hour, it's full DJ, not the band. Uh, I still haven't experienced this portion of it. Um, this was my. First time ever at Bob Marley, a tribute to freedom. And we've been saying we need to get back now and check out uh, the live entertainment yeah, get at Get a signature drink or something. And exactly. Check it out. Yeah, see if it lives up to the food menu. 
because we we should probably talk about the food menu. That's that's Let's the whole reason. Let's talk why we about want. it. Let's talk about the menu. We had a lovely three course meal, as you always should when you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. You're on vacation. You ain't got to worry about those calories. Mm. And that is why we are battling obesity, also on a <laughs> yeah. weekly basis. That is why this counter is blocking us today. <laughs> exactly. That hundred percent right. Pants unbuttoned. Bailey's under the counter. I'm not going to go that far with it. But, yes, we we <laughs> sacrificed ourselves to get a three-course meal just so we could tell you how everything is. We started with the appetizers. Um, there is a wide variety of stuff on the appetizer menu from uh, wings to fondue to calamari and a chicken dip. But we said – why choose just one thing when we could go with a taste of Jamaica for $14.95? Uh, and that included a tour of island flavors featuring veggie and beef patties, jerk wings, and yucca fries. Mm-hmm. Like I said, fourteen ninety five, a lot of food here. One thing to note, um, it's very difficult on the menu. We found it out very quickly. When it says veggie and beef patties. Yeah, it's not... The two together. Yes. <laughs> it's not vegetables with meat. Because we ate one and we're like, where's the meat? Yeah, I, w- I was flat out expecting like, okay, I'm going to cut this open. There's going to be some ground beef with a little bit of peas and maybe yeah. some onions. To me, that's veggie and beef. This ended up being just straight up. There was one patty that was veggie and there was another patty that was beef. Yes, full just beef. <laughs> yeah. And since we're going off on this, why don't we talk about it? What did you think of the veggie and the beef patty? Oh, I actually thought they were both really good and I feel bad because I ate the vegetable one without realizing that you like you were like, "Oh, well, I'll dig into the other one." So, it's like, oh, "Okay, well, obviously I don't need to wait." And so, um the vegetable one was really, really good. I, I actually think I like that one better than the 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 beef one. Um but they were good, they were crispy. Um, kind of those like flaky, um, like, uh, you know, it's nothing yeah. out of the, if you're going and you're like, I'm going to try this stuff. It's a very comfortable food for you to try. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just, it's like a, I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. Like a pa- it's just a little pastry yeah, pocket like pastry. with meat, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, I did not get to try any of the veggie one. I dug into the beef and it was delicious. Yeah. I mean, the beef, the beef was flavorful. Uh, just as you said, the, the patty itself was, uh, it was crispy, but yet it had like a buttery taste. Yeah, to it exactly. Too. Yeah. Um, it was just a really, really good, uh, really good snack. Um, but, I'm, I'm going to save the best for last. Yeah, so save the best We're going to spoil this one a little bit. But then, of course, there was also yucca fries on there. Which, I love yucca oh, fries. We both love yeah. a good yucca. I, I'm so, it's the alternative potato. It's, it's, I mean, it's a root. But it's like, you know, it's there's this trend of yucca fries coming up more and more. I'm seeing it in more and more places than I normally did. Because I only saw those in more like one or two places when I first moved here. But um, they're good. They're like a really thick... They're like similar to a steak french fry yeah. almost, you know? But I just think the quality, the texture's better. Um, you know, they were... The ones we got were really well cooked and they came with um, like two types of a, a dipping sauce yeah. for it. Um, one I think was like tzatziki... Yeah, it was kind of like your Greek tzatziki. Yeah. So I know I always say it I wrong. I forget what the other one was. Um, I think it was just ketchup. Yeah, it was just ketchup. It was just normal ketchup, yeah. yeah. But um, super, super good. And some of the uh, meals come with that as a side. So. Exactly. And I, I think my favorite thing about yucca fries is that you just don't 
while they are filling, you don't feel bad about them like exactly, you do French fries. Exactly, yeah. You don't have that immediate regret after you're done where you're like, oh, why did I eat this? Yeah, it's not like that grease just hits you in the mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, noises. So the best thing, though, on this, and this even comes from the man who's sitting next to me that doesn't eat meat yeah, on I the bone. I don't like the meat on the bone, you know. He doesn't like that. Uh, but the jerk wings. Holy crap. The these are seasoning good. on these was like incredible. Like if it was something they sold there, I would have – well, which actually we meant to go back and check afterwards because yeah. there's a gift shop attached to the restaurant. But um, they were just like – they were perfectly cooked. They were like crispy. Um, they remind me of like how if you get a poo-poo platter at a Chinese restaurant, you know, you get those wings. Yeah. And they like got that crisp on them. They were like real good versions of those. Like it was super tasty, crispy. Um, they were hot. They were fresh. Yeah. Uh, just oh my god! I, I honestly, I would go back there just for those. And that I'm somebody who I hate eating chicken wings like that because I hate the bones. Oh yeah, and, and see, I'm a wing fan, and these are some of the best that I had. Granted, when we were there, uh, I believe there was only two other tables there the entire time while we were eating. So it's not like they were rushed. Um, it's not like they were rushing around to try to get this food prepared to us very quickly. It was paced out very well. Um, oh, yeah. But everything was served to us perfectly. And you're right. The There was such a crispiness to the skin of the chicken, but then the heat to the sauce. And I'm not talking temperature. I'm talking about the jerk oh, sauce. Yeah, the, the, yeah. That that heat that just came came packed with it, um, you know, it's it like just the right amount. You know what I mean? You could feel it on that that on your tongue, like that <laughs> that like burn, but not the kind where you're like I'm sweating or anything. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if if Guy Fieri thinks that he <laughs> is the mayor of Flavortown, I think he needs to come over and try these wings because those were a trip to Flavortown. And that's that's all I got to say about that. Again, that was uh, fourteen ninety five, a well spent fourteen ninety five. Um, and I would even come back and get the wings on their own. You can get them uh, for only ten ninety five as an appetizer. On that's my go to. If you're going to be like, hey, we want to grab a snack or something somewhere, I'd be like, ooh, let's go get those wings again. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the menu is, you know, then pretty standard in terms of. Uh, in terms of that, they have soups and salads that you can try, uh, of course, along with a Bob Marley name. So I was very close to getting the No Woman, No Cry Jerk Chicken Salad <laughs> uh, because that uh, that is my favorite Bob Marley song. I don't know about yours, but uh, No Woman, No Cry is my favorite. I don't favorite. know the names of them. I, I feel really bad because it's one of those like – if you're somebody who you think you've never heard a Bob Marley song, you have definitely heard Bob Marley songs in your life. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, yeah. You know, you've heard Jammin'. I'm sure you've heard Buffalo Soldiers. Yeah. Uh, like we already said, Three Little Birds. There's just a, a, a ton. Um, get Up, Stand Up. Uh, yeah, that I, I that one sh- actually – actually, Get Up, Stand Up might be one I favorite. shot the sheriff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good so, one. So uh, there's a ton. Um, moving on with the food though, you also have your entrees. Uh, this is the bulk of the menu. They do have um, – they do have some sandwiches, which someone did get a sandwich mm-hmm. here. So um, when it says when we say entrees, we don't mean like we don't mean like expensive plates. These are actually very adequately priced in that uh, it, it, the entrees go between uh, nine ninety five and the most expensive entree that you can find on the menu. Then I believe is seventeen ninety five, which. It's kind of funny that that is the most expensive thing yeah. that they actually have on there. Um, and so 
Let's talk about what we had. Rhino, what did you have? I had the uh, Catch a Fire uh, Chicken Char Grilled. Yes. It's a sandwich, uh, like Craig said. Um, it is. It comes with avocado. There's some barbecue jerk um, sauce on there. Um, it, it's um, served in cocoa bread, which was really interesting. Um, it was a super soft type of bread, um, It, but it was served like – like a taco, like so it was wrapped around. So it was one full piece. It's not a top and a bottom piece. And I really, really, I really enjoyed it being um, served like that. My sandwich was also riddled with avocado. It, they're not. It's not like one of those like two or three big cuts. It was like a ton of these small sizes. So it was very consistently, um, you know, on the sandwich there. Uh, the flavor was great. Again, this this had that jerk. It's not the same type of flavor that was on the chicken wings, so it's a, a, a little yep. bit different because it was a little. You know, it was the chicken wings had like the dry rub jerk almost yeah. on it, and and this was a little more like the barbecue sauce. You know, so it's like it's actually lathered in it. Um, but very good side of yuca fries. Um, again, I thought like I thought oh, I don't want to I don't want to do two things of the you know two helpings of the same thing. But after having the appetizer of the yuca fries, yeah, I wanted those. Yeah. You know, and it's like what you said. I don't feel bad having that twice. You know, because I don't know, it just doesn't have that same like weight. You don't feel like weighty after you eat this food. Exactly, but I will say uh, for twelve ninety nine, not sorry, twelve ninety five for that portion size. Uh, incredibly fair. Oh uh, yeah, there was absolutely a, a lot of food there, and everything was very fresh in that sandwich. Every vegetable that was involved in it, because I, I think it had tomato in it too. Maybe. Um, Yes. Okay. Um, but seasonal greens. Seasonal greens, which were the try. I think it was like the try blend um, salad or something like that. But uh, but that was, I everything was fresh. Tasted really good. I'm telling you. Again, I know I said to go back just for the wings, but the bread was on point. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> before I move on to my entree, uh, I will mention that uh, when we actually went and did this review, that's back when uh, Oliver was still with us. And so we, we had to talk about what he had mm. just because of – It's very unique. It was very unique. So uh, he actually got the Aki and Saltfish, which was $14.95. Um, it is the – a truly traditional Jamaican dish, according to the menu. It is prepared with the national fruit, the aki, um, and then it is essentially which, which if, you, if, well, if prepared in. Well, tell you, tell the rest. Yeah, well, it's, it, it also the dish includes the salt codfish, onions, tomatoes, bell peppers, garlic seasonings, braised kalalu, uh, sweet plantains, and white rice. Uh, this was originally the entree that I was going to try. Um, because it was the one that stuck out to me. Like, if I need to try Jamaican food, this is the one that I have to go for. It is the most exotic thing on the menu. Um, until I read, like, well, what's an aki? I've never heard of an aki. Uh, so I look it up, and it turns out that if the aki fruit is yeah. not the certain the ripeness that it needs to get to, um, if the chef screws up and serves you a, a one that is not ripe, it can actually lead to a certain disease uh, that is like diarrhea vomiting. Yes, disease. it was a like lot of diarrhea. Uh, yeah, it was like literally called Jamaican diarrhea or J Jamaican vomiting disease yeah, or something. Like Jamaican that. vomiting disease. Yeah, and now you guys know all that. the real story about why Oliver's not here anymore. <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. I'm just playing Oliver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then the other side effects were it could even lead to coma and death. Oh, uh, gosh. I'm really sorry for making that joke. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's fine. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, for me, I know I know it was going to be served fine. But there's still that thought. That 1%. You don't want to be what, the guy who eats the blowfish and dies yeah. from it. What, what if you are that 0.01% yeah. that accidentally got served unripe eki and you actually died um i didn't want to take that chance so i let him go for it and he actually really really enjoyed it yeah. we each took bites of it um and the eki didn't really it, it didn't, it really didn't have like, like yeah it was it was it was more yeah. of a texture thing than anything exactly um but overall the dish like the fish that was in it uh it was very flavorful all the yeah. vegetables came together really nicely jamaican food is so incredibly flavorful it, it just all the, all the seasonings, the stuff they put yeah. in it, just makes it, it just makes it pop. Um, it's I, I really enjoy island food, and and this was a good dish. It is one that I said if I go back, I will do a full portion of it this time. I am no longer afraid of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you'll get you'll get the. Uh That'll be your choice again. Yeah, okay. You know what? I uh, might end up getting what you got the next time I go back. Well, I got the reggae Jamaican jerk chicken, which was $14.95. This was half a chicken char-grilled, served, and then chopped up, but like still on the bone nonetheless, and served along with rice and peas, which, as we've discovered, when they main peas in, I guess, island dishes and some uh, some other dishes in South America, too, even, I guess that actually means beans. Yeah, well, um, Eli makes this rice that's like that. Like, when he says, like, it's like rice and then a little they look like little black these like little dots that are in the rice it's but, really good but it's actually it's rice and beans and then this was served alongside sweet plantains so the chicken as jerk chicken it's basically it had that same flavor of the wings except the chicken when it was char grilled it also it felt like it had that roasted side to it the chicken was succulent I won't say the M word for you. I, I know, know but I, I almost better. even was like, it almost deserves it because from where I was sitting looking at your chicken, I was like, yeah. it, oh, that. I even was like, oh, that's I'm an M word chicken. I'm saying it. It was, mm. it was moist. It was succulent. Ugh. It was, but, but because it did have the char grilled side to it, it also had that that little bit of a a bite, a crispiness to it, a little bit of that smoky flavor that comes along with it. Um, but still, that that exotic spice that's coming from the the jerk rub on it uh and this you know yes it's all chopped up but at the end of the day a half a chicken is a half a chicken and this was a huge portion oh yeah yeah uh but the meat was cooked so perfectly that it just fell right off the bones on this thing and i, I devoured it it literally looked like a monster had tore through this plate um and <laughs> then the ogre leaving the bones behind I, it, and that's how it was i couldn't even eat all the rice and beans that went along with it. But the nice surprise with it was having the sweet plantains there too. Um, sweet plantains are one of those things. I love getting them on occasion. Uh, like a full big portion of them would be too much. But in this case, I believe yeah. there was two or three. Um, you had a little bit of it. It was just like the perfect amount. I love the thing. I, this is a little bit of a tangent, but the thing I love about plantains is they just, they're a very adaptive fruit that it, the flavor changes so drastically based on how you prepare it. Yeah. So the sweet plantain you had was great because it offsets the spiciness of the chicken. Exactly. And it's super good and sweet. 
I'm going to have to have you try this thing that Eli started making after I was explaining our meal was really good. Yeah. Is He's doing this. It's like a lasagna dish, but you put like plantains in it instead of the noodles, and there's like this seasoned beef in the middle of it, and he's made it twice now. I forget what it's called. Oh, my God. It is so good. And you don't feel as bad about yourself eating a big piece of it because you're like, it's plantains. I mean, they're well, fried, I, but you know. I, I look forward to trying that oh, very yeah. soon. Um uh, you'll have to you'll have to bring it in for me. Like today was sandwich day. Yeah, we're having maybe you know, we're having little mini potlucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, so we did we did finish our meal off with dessert. I do want to mention though uh, that alongside all of that, they actually they do have a kids menu too. If uh, that is a concern about bringing the kids here, and the only reason I wanted to mention it is for two reasons. The first off, one Steve is can eat there. Steve can no. eat there because <laughs> of this food item. <laughs> Macaroni and cheese. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite named things I've ever seen. And I, I, I love that. You're I, making me crazy with these names here. Exactly. And uh, they they even have the patties as for kids. They have the choice between beef or vegetables. So it's not – and then chicken tenders as well. So I think it's a very safe bet for kids. There's something there for them. Yeah. Um, not that we can speak on it. We don't have kids. One day I will bring them to Bob Marley. Promise you. Just not today. Uh, but desserts. Three options. All desserts cost $5.95, except maybe one costs $5.99. Not going to really worry about it. They're all under $6. There is the Is This Love, which is a key lime cheesecake uh, with cocoa powder and whipped cream. There's a coconut cake. Uh, and that is warm coconut cake served with vanilla ice cream. Or then there is the one that we chose to have, the chocolate Jamaican sensation. <laughs> well, the server recommended it, too. Yeah. She said it was her favorite. So. Um. Yeah, I don't. You know how I feel about chocolate cake too. Yeah, I don't like chocolate cake, but this and this the, was good. This was not your average ordinary chocolate yeah. cake. This was a guava chocolate cake, and by yes. that it was uh, it was chocolate cake, but then it was like a guava jam in between the different yeah. layers of the cake with like a dulce de leche kind of like cream on the yeah. top or like on the bowl or something like that. And and the chocolate was also like on the milk chocolate side. It wasn't in that exactly. deep chocolate. It was in the is it was closer to white chocolate. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was definitely sweet. It balanced it balanced all well together, and then. It had like a Cool Whip top on top with some powdered sugar and a strawberry, mm. strawberry or two. Um, you know, when strawberries are on a plate, usually they get taken off so fast you don't remember how many were on there. Um, yeah, this is this is one of those ones. I, I like chocolate cake, and this was this was actually served the way I like it. Uh, I like my chocolate cake served either refrigerated or uh, or frozen. Uh, those are I don't like a warm like right a out of the other one. Yeah, I, I like it a makes cold it almost cake. like more dense, yeah. and you, you know you get that like that. I, I don't know how to describe it. The sound of the fork going through the cake comes yeah. through a lot differently when it's cold, and you know I, I agree with you on that. And, and that's how this one was, and. It, the balance between the chocolate and guava was absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, it, it, neither one of the flavors outweighed the other. It was just – it was, again, the perfect balance between the two. Uh, toss in the strawberries with the uh, dulce de leche and – really, I, I cannot say enough good things about this dessert. Perfect for the three of us that split it Yeah. Um, and for under $6 – yeah, yeah. You can't beat that deal. I mean, uh, dessert dessert was fantastic. I would easily go back and have that cake again. Mm-hmm. And since we mentioned the price of that, the price of everything with it, um, 
after the annual pass discount that we had on there and then left a tip, it all ended up being only like 70 bucks for three of us oh, to go yeah, there to have yeah. that three-course for, meal. For, for app. Uh, uh, an app that was meant for multiple people to split. Yeah. Uh, you know, everyone got an entree and the dessert. Like that's crazy. That's good. I mean, we didn't get any drinks or anything. I don't no, think we. All, I think we all had water. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's awesome. And we all left adequately full. It wasn't like uh, we we definitely didn't feel like okay, roll us out of here. No, we, we did. Too you much. and I did like two laps around. We did, we went into Universal and out, and then we were like, we're good. We're yeah. fe- you know, that's all it took. Exactly. So it was, you know, I could have got away without the appetizers, just did the dessert and the entree, or I could have just did the entree by itself. And I would have said, I am still perfectly adequately full. Uh, It was, again, I I will keep repeating it. It was flavorful. It was, it just, everything clicked. Um, This was the most hidden gem dining experience yeah, I've just ever so had. Just so surprising, so so such a good environment. Um, you know, it's a step since it's on that second level and where it is, it's kind of out of the foot traffic area, which you know it's great for us. I I hope it's okay for the business, but it's 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 a nice like if you need a moment away, like go up there, relax up there. You know, don't don't be afraid of trying something different. Agreed. It's still in that comfort zone where it's different enough, but it's still like that americanized different you know yeah like, like it's it's not like you're you're i mean i guess you are it's like it's not like you're biting into some poison berries <laughs> but, <laughs> it could but you could be no seriously it was amazing i highly highly recommend this i know you do too and, oh yeah I, I said now there are places like i i'm we've we've had this debate before that yeah. i think that that Universal City Walk is still beating Disney Springs in terms of dining because it's just like there are really solid, affordable places to go. So now I have like four places that I would be more than willing to go to. Like I have my NBC, I've got Toothsome, now we've got Bob Marley, and I, you know I love my cowfish. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, if you have been to Bob Marley, a tribute to freedom, uh, and you want to share your experience of it, please leave the comments below. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, of course. Uh, if you're listening to this, go ahead and feel free to email us, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. Um, I'd love to hear what people actually think about this. And if you haven't ever eaten here before, I actually do challenge you to yeah. go out and try it and let us know what you think. I it, I want to say you won't be disappointed. If it's not your type of food preference at the end of the day, it's not your type. But I think this will be a pleasant surprise yeah. to so many people out there. Go, um, go in and, and share an, share that appetizer we split with people yeah. and tell us what's wrong about those wings. You know? Exactly. Tell me. Tell me. I dare well, you to tell me. I, I do. I just sounded like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. So thank you so much, Rhino, for uh, – got to call my lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got to get in that Independence Day reference. <laughs> yeah. uh, thank you so much uh, for sitting here and talking with me about all this stuff today. And thank you so much to everyone out there who took the time to watch or listen to this. We we really, really appreciate uh, you doing so. And, of course, if you want any more information, uh, just head over to disunplugged.com. Uh, that is the home of our show notes page, and it's where you can find any information on all the shows in the Dis Unplugged podcast network, uh, plus links to more and more and more. So 
Definitely. Uh, if you're looking for more, head over to disunplug.com. Make sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube as well as iTunes so you get everything uh, as soon as it's available. And uh, make sure to hit your notifications, especially on YouTube, so that way when we're streaming live, you, you get that information right away. When a new video pops up, you get it right away. Best thing you could do. I promise you that. And uh, as we've already said, we always encourage you to leave us comments and feedback, whether on iTunes or YouTube. We really appreciate reading the comments, even the ones that make us terribly mad. And of course, we're still doing, we're still taking down those mean comments. So if you have real oh, yeah, mean comments, yeah. if you have real mean comments, you keep them coming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Teresa specifically requested them today. So <laughs> yeah, so maybe a mean comment about how she's not participating in this show at all. Regardless, it doesn't matter. We uh, we love engaging with you. We love we love hearing from you. Uh, you're the reason why we do this every week. So again, thank you so much. And we will be back with you next week for another episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Until then, you're just gonna have to keep waiting for our resolutions. Bye.